All of us at one point in our lives, we've been in the land of Egypt and we've been in bondage and we forget it's God who brought us out. And now for At Your Highest Moment, Be Careful. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother... You need the word. And I was in the middle of a series, and yet yesterday I was in another state with my son Christian, and I was listening to something, and as I heard it, I heard God speak. That is what you shall speak on today. So it's a change from the series, it's a change from the message And as with all messages, I don't know who this is for, but it's one of those messages I know at minimum is for me. So if for nobody else, it's for me. And I think that you will understand the nature of the message from the first scripture that I am going to read. And that scripture is Matthew chapter 5. You don't have to turn there. Verse 39. But I tell you, Do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. Now, normally I don't identify what I would call current events because with our website, with Brothers of the Word, with Surprise Sermon, someone could be listening to the sermon that I am preaching today 50 years from now. So we generally don't date the sermon with even who the president is or any current events that would indicate when the date is the sermon was preached. But there are some things that are universal. And this slap verse has a particular relevance because over the last few days, literally there has been the slap that was heard and seen around the world. I don't think there's ever been a slap quite like that slap. I've never heard people talking about a slap as much as that slap. And normally I don't deal with that many particular current events, but it was what God told me to speak about when I heard something. And actually this deals with, of course, as all of you know, the Oscars and Chris Rock, when he made the joke about Jada and she got sort of upset and Will went up on the stage and slapped him. And that thing has had people talking literally all around the world. And as Will got up to make his acceptance for the Oscar that he won with the movie King Richard, he made or spoke a quote that Denzel Washington had just told him after he had slapped Chris Rock. And it was that quote that God told me to speak about today. And what Denzel told Will was this, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. At your highest moment, Be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Now, first of all, I am not knocking Will Smith. I preached a sermon a few weeks ago 
from his book called Will. And the sermon is sermon number 5942. And it was called, What Do You Worship? And Are You Sure? It was the questions that Will said in his book that his son asked him. And Will said he'd done hundreds or even thousands of interviews all over the globe. And yet when his son asked him these two questions, he said they were the most critical and some of the most poignant questions he'd ever been asked. These two, when his son asked him, what do you worship and are you sure? And that sermon number 5942 came from that question out of the book, Will. I even sat with all four of our boys and we watched the movie together, King Richard. So Will has a phenomenal ability. The book, Will, I recommended it to some people and they came back to me and said, that's the best book I've ever heard. I normally listen to audio books and if you're going to you know, study the book, I'd recommend you get the audio version because he dramatizes it so well with all of the different voices. And I had some of the people I recommended the book to come back and say, look, you got any other books that you can recommend as good as that one? And to be honest, I couldn't think of any. As some real good books that I've read, but none that were read like Will Smith read Will. Because Will had been through some stuff. And when I saw him get up on that stage and I didn't see it because I don't watch the Oscars, but everybody saw it afterwards. So when I saw that, to be honest, I don't know whether it was staged or not. I can see both sides because it made a whole lot of money, did a whole lot of talking. When we were back in the music business, I remember our publicist told us this. He said, look, it doesn't matter what they're saying about you as long as they're saying something. So it was a tactic always in the entertainment world, get people talking about you no matter what they're saying, get them saying something. And that definitely got everybody all over the world talking. So I don't know whether it was staged or not, but I had read Will's book, and it's a rather thick, long book. The book changed me because I told you the story. I was out walking with my son George, And George said he was going to read the book. And I think the book was, what, 18 hours? And George said he's going to read it in about less than nine because he reads at double speed. That walk with George caused me to speed up my listening. I can't listen at 2x, but I listen now at 1.6. So now an 18-hour book that would have taken me 18 hours, I can now listen to in a little under 12 hours. So I can listen to three books in the time it used to take me to listen to two, all because of a walk that changed my life. And that's just walking with a boy. What is it like when you walk with God? So that was walking with my son that changed and almost doubled my number of books that I could digest. So I'm not against Will. He is brilliant. He has gone through struggles like all of us not only have, and not only has Will gone through struggles, he's going through struggles like all of us do. And I want to take as our text today, Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning at the 11th verse, and it reads thus, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, 
Then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Basically, what this verse says is, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. This is Old Testament, but yet God says here, he said, look, when I have blessed you with all this stuff, when I have built you up, when you're at your highest, and he goes down and names all of the stuff he's blessed you with. When you've eaten and when you're full, when you have built big houses and living in those big houses, when you've got big herds and big flocks, it means your business is doing phenomenal and your silver and gold is multiplied. When your money is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, God says, and then thine heart be lifted up. You know what it means by thine heart be lifted up? You get proud. You get arrogant. You get snooty because you got all this stuff. And then you say to yourself, look what I have done. And that's why God says, look, when I have blessed you, when I have multiplied your stuff, when I have increased you, when I have done all of this, then your heart gets lifted up. And you'll say, look what I have done. And see, this is somehow the difficult part that we faced when you accomplish because you work so hard. If you read Will's book, it talks about how he starts with daddy. Yo, that's his daddy. And how he starts building this wall. And his father has him working months and months and months and months building one brick at a time to finish this wall. And how Will says he worked harder than anybody else all through his life. As he got into show business, he worked and he worked and he worked and he worked. Who was the hardest working man in show business? James Brown, everybody. So, yeah, everybody know that. Yeah. So when you have done all of this work and see, generally, when you find someone who is successful in the entertainment world, they have worked. They have sweated. They have Gone through, I gave you the story on the last message of Tyler Perry, how he went through all of this turmoil of living in his car and he put on seven seasons of productions and it all had flopped and he was down and out. He had worked. So the thing is, usually when people have accumulated and when they have accomplished, they have worked and it is easy. To forget the time when you were living in your car. To forget when you said, Lord, if you just get me out of this. And then there was a break. And there was a breakthrough and something happened. And because of this something, it took you to another level. But oftentimes we forget about that breakthrough. We forget about this seemingly little thing. Because we have worked. And we have sweated. And we have put in the midnight oil and we have done all of this and we're tired and yet we look at other folk who don't have but also they have work like we have and then we said look what I've done yeah the Lord had a little something to do with it but look what I have done and then thine heart be lifted up your heart gets lifted up and then Thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. See, all of us at one point in our lives, we've been in the land of Egypt and we've been in bondage. And we forget it's God who brought us out. 
And all we remember is I had a hand in that. I worked, I went through all that. I dealt with all this mess. I did all this stuff. I ought to have some credit out of all this. I ain't going to give all that credit to the Lord. I did this. It's easy for your heart to be lifted up. And we forget it. And often when we are lifted up, and that's what Denzel saw with Will, he says, at your highest, be careful. Most of the time, we don't have to be that careful with pride at our lowest. Matter of fact, we're not talking about, I did this all myself when we have messed up. You rarely hear folks saying that. It's other folk. But we rarely hear folk talking about, I did this when we're in a real big mess. Normally, that's other folk when we messed up, but when we're doing great and when we're at our highest point, I did this. But messed up, they did it. Up high, I did it. Messed up, they did it. Up high, I did it. That's the way we go. So we have to realize that at our lowest, we give God all of the attention. Lord, help me, help me, Lord, please. Lord, just get me out of it. You just get me out of it. I won't ever miss another service at the ark, ever. <laughs> Lord, if you just get me out of this, not only will I not miss a service at the ark, ever, Lord, I will never even be late again if you just get me out of this. And then God gets them out. And a month later, well, Lord, you know you were a little late on that. And you know, I did have to go through a lot of pain. Yeah, I'm out. But, and we forget while we are low, it's easy to focus on God because sometimes when we are low, that's all we got. But when we are at our highest point, it's different. When we're at our highest point and your house is big, not only is it big, you got money in the bank to pay your note months in advance. Or you have no note because your house is all paid for cash. Your fields and your crops and your, all what he calls your herds and your gold and your silver, all of that is multiplied. You're looking at your bank account and your bank account is at the level where there are no fees on it. Do y'all understand what I mean by that? Your bank account is at a level where there are no fees. You know, you have different bank accounts at different levels. And if you keep a certain minimum balance, there are no fees on it. So you got a no-fee bank account. So you got all this stuff. It's easy to forget God. It's easy to get puffed up in pride. It's easy to think of all of the work that you have done. And we forget about the breakthrough that came Because of God. At your highest, be careful. At your highest, be careful. Some of you are headed for some serious elevation. You're headed for some serious breakthrough. Some things in life are going to take you to a whole new level. At your highest, be careful. Because that's when the devil comes for you. And it's not so much that that's when the devil comes for you because he comes for you at all times, at all positions. That's when you are more vulnerable to the devil, when you're up high, when you now are not depending on God like you used to because you don't have to depend on God as much as you used to because now you are at the top of the mountain and you see and you feel different. And not only do you see and feel different, everybody else see and look at you different. 
You know, when you're at the top of the mountain, you got all kind of folk who want to go to lunch with you and who want to talk with you and who want to praise you and tell you how good you look and how good you sound and all that kind of stuff. So it's not just you. It's the whole world. Do you know just a car can change things? And that's why I say I know this is for me because I got my car on the way. Yeah, it's ordered. It's on the way. And once I get that car and send it back out to California to get it converted into a convertible, it will literally be the only convertible of that whole brand. And most people have never seen it. I called a company that does the conversions. I said, have you all done any conversions on this? He said, nope. You're going to have the only one in the whole wide world. Let me tell you what that does. (laughs) That's why I say, I don't know whether this is for anybody else. But let me tell you what that does. When you're stepping out of a car, and I did my best to get around this, but I wanted a self-driving convertible, and that was only one option. So when you are stepping out of a car, and nobody else has seen a car like this. <laughs> Let me tell you what that does. Because some of y'all, you never experienced this and you don't understand this. I remember we were going somewhere and we went in a limousine, one of them chauffeured limousines, and we had an event and they sent for us in a limousine. And the brothers were all in this car. None of us wanted to get out till the crowd got there because we wanted everybody to see us getting out of the limousine. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. We wanted everybody to see us getting out of that chauffeur limousine. When you just are even in a certain kind of car, it makes a difference. My son Josie's picked me up from the airport a couple of weeks ago. And when he picked me up as I was pulling my bag, walking across the street to get in his car, the fellow standing there on the sidewalk, he bent down and looked at Josie's in the window. He said, man... That is a sharp car. (laughs) And Josie's has this orange sports car with this sound and this rumble. You can hear it coming. And he said, man, that is it. And when I got in the car, I said, I see that fellow was admiring your car. And Josie said, man, I get that every day. (laughs) He said, I get that every day. (laughs) But I'm going to have a car that no one has ever seen. Do you know what that can do to you? That's why God had me preach it. I don't know whether it's for anybody. At your highest. And that will be the most expensive car by over double that I have ever bought. By over double. At your highest. Be careful. Because that's when the devil comes for you. Not only does it mess with ego and pride. Just getting out of a car like that. Let me tell you what else happens. Women's come after you. (laughs) Now, I know that the ladies here in this sanctuary can't even wrap their heads around. Why would I go just because I see a man driving up in an expensive, fancy car? I'm looking at the soul of the man. I want his character. I want to make sure he's praying every day. I don't care anything about what kind of car the man is driving. That doesn't impress. I'm not talking to you all here. I'm talking about some of these other women. Some of these other women? 
some of these other women, and I mean, and you could look like Cooter Brown, it don't matter. You pull up in a real sharp car, even if you looking like Cooter Brown, it don't even matter because they, they see you and they assume some certain things. They see they look like a real sweet sugar daddy. It changes some stuff. At your highest, be careful. Be careful because that's when the devil comes after you. Be careful. Be careful. Some of you all are heading to some heights. I am headed to some heights. You got to be careful. You cannot fall very far if you keep your feet firmly planted on the ground. But if you get and let your heart get lifted up, you can fall and you break stuff when you fall. But if you keep your feet firmly planted on the ground, and there's so much that will lift your heart up in pride. It's so much and it's so easy to fall into. And I've told you this before. God has spoken to me through prophets and me. He said, you don't have the power to raise the dead one day. But that's not the problem because that's my power. Your problem is going to be handling the pride that goes with it. You can't raise the dead without having a blow up of your ego. You can't have any kind of spiritual power without it blowing up your ego. At your highest, be careful because that's when the devil comes for you. Matthew chapter 4, beginning at verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. You know, all of the vampire movies said Dracula can't go on holy ground. The devil, which is the epitome of evil, took Jesus not just to the temple. He took Jesus to the highest point in the temple, not only could the devil walk on holy ground, he walked on the ground, went inside, went all the way up, went all the way to the top. And that has more meaning than just the physical top. He goes all the way to the top of the people. He goes all the way to the pastor, to the bishop, at your highest. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain at your highest, to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you at your highest. He said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. But that's Matthew. That same story in Luke ends this way. When the devil had finished all this tempting, He left him until an opportune time. In other words, the devil told Jesus like the Terminator. What was that? I'll be back. People, you may have stood up against temptation. You may have handled it this time. But trust me, the devil has said in his heart, I'll be back. And not only will I be back, I'm going to come back at his highest. And when I come back at his highest... He will be more vulnerable. He will be more puffed up in pride. 
or she will be more vulnerable or she will be more puffed up in pride. I will be back and I will be back at their highest point. And when I come back, I'm going to do my best to bring them down. So how do you keep yourself humble? How do you keep yourself knowing that Satan was coming after you and he will come after you even harder the higher you are? You have to understand First John 2.16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, all of that is of the world, and none of that is of the Father. And that's what we want. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye. We want to look good. We want to feel good. And the pride of life. And when we get those at its highest, Satan comes at us stronger. A message that you may need to hear is one I preached years ago. And it's called How the Rich Get to Heaven. Sermon number 5212. How the Rich Get to Heaven. Because if you're headed to riches, you need to know that. Because Jesus says it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. But none of us want to be poor. Everybody want to be rich, or most people. So how do the rich get to heaven? Sermon 52.12. Go listen to it. At your highest, be careful. Because that's when the devil comes for you. People, when you leave this place, be careful. When the promotion comes, be careful. When the raise comes, be careful. When the new house comes, be careful. When the new car comes, be careful. When the new spouse comes, be careful. When the new clothes come, be careful. When the new compliments come, be careful. When the new body comes, be careful. Be careful. At your highest, be careful. Because that's when the devil comes for you. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to the other messages that I recommended, number 5942 and number 5212. You can send this message to a friend who you may think may be just a little too high right now, and they need to hear this message. You can send it to them absolutely free at brothersoftheword.com. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. And ask Pastor James to come and close us out for today. Amen. Get past another hand for that awesome message. This is a message that we'll all have to deal with and we'll need at some point in our lives. And I would say many points, not just some points. And even the situation he talked about with Will Smith and, and Chris Rock that even when I went to their social media and I looked at Chris Rocks and he had a post that was before this incident and I saw it as just an interesting coincidence uh, if it was that and he actually had scheduled before the Oscars a world tour he was in all of these countries and places and I don't think it was an accident that the name of the tour they had named it and that was before this It's called ego death. So you don't know what he was going through even in his life. That He might have needed that slap to slap him back to humility. He had already named this thing ego death. So I do think it was beneficial for him in the long run. Even his ticket sales went up fourfold in price and in demand. They had to add shows. So because he took it and he stayed humble and kept his composure 
his trajectory actually went higher after the event and he turned that other cheek and it just shows us if you'll keep yourself in the midst of embarrassment in the midst of all of the emotionalism in the, the midst of things that will cause your ego to die that then you can be elevated afterwards and ego is one of those and pride I would say it's probably the sin that is the most universal you know different people struggle with different things and some people it's easier for lust to get them some people may have addictions that is more tempting to them but I think everybody is somewhat susceptible to pride that if you get enough stuff enough praise enough attention I don't think I've met anybody that's not susceptible at some level. So it's something that we all have to watch. So whenever you get a promotion in your life, just keep this message. Put a bookmark there that you can go back and listen to it because it's not till you really at that highest point that you'll really feel it sneak up on you with your ego when people begin to compliment you. when you see social media post about it it's things will come to puff up your ego and this is a message that can help us get back on the ground so we thank pastor so much and he even talked about how even a car can puff you up and i've even had that experience myself and i participated in this auction and It was a high net worth individual and they auctioned off his car and I was able to get it for like half price so I said I'll get this car it's something I wouldn't pay for regularly but it was such a great deal I said I'm just going to get it as an investment and it was actually an Aston Martin it's the car James Bond drives in the movies and and I really wasn't you know an expensive car person but I was looking at it and buying it as an investment purpose but as i began to drive this car i could feel my ego going up and so i was all right at first but i got on the expressway and i saw everybody turning around and <laughs> they heard their muffled <laughs> i held it down for a little and then i went to the barber shop i pulled up and i saw everybody just stop cutting and looking And I've been going to this shop all the time. They said we thought this was ludicrous. They said everybody stopped said, "Who is this coming in here?" <laughs> And even as he talked about with women, I remember I went to the car wash. I said, "I'm gonna just go get it cleaned." And as my car I was sitting in there waiting on it as it was coming through the rollers. There was a, a group of young females and they said, "I wonder whose car this is coming through here." Ooh, I would love to have his number. As <laughs> I, I see this is a dangerous thing here. This <laughs> so I can attest to all that he said and and normally I don't wear shades, but I found myself look like you need to put some shades on driving this car. Even without the sun in my eyes, I let you can't even drive this with bare eyes. <laughs> And I felt it really changing me. I had to sell that car at a loss. I said I got to get rid of this thing. 
This is too much. I thought I could handle it. This thing is too much. It's drawing too much attention. <laughs> and the lesson in it is you have to really get your values and your priorities. And you have to ask yourself with anything like that, is it worth the attention or is it worth my spiritual value? Keeping my humility. And you Each one of us will have things and places of life where we will have to make those type of decisions and set our values and our heart and spirits. And even my father, he was one of the most humble business people that you would ever know. And he even bought as a multimillionaire, he would buy his clothes from Family Dollar. And he'd never owned a new car. The car would be used and old when he got the car. He would get his brother's old car. So he really was one of the most humble men you would ever meet. But even, like I said, no matter who it is, that even though he lived his life so meagerly, I could still see the devil after him in different situations. And he'll find a way to come at you. I remember one time that my father, he went out to the country to help this farmer. And it was, this land had been in this family for generations. And he was about to lose it. So my father got some other business people and collected money and went down. And they saved the farmer's land. And the media came and everybody was just elated. And even though my father was in an old car, but when the media began to come and celebrate him for doing this, I saw just a touch of pride come in and and they wanted him to speak. And, and instead of him walking up there, he said, well, just to add ambiance to the situation we down here in the country, he said, I'm going to just drive the fellow's tractor up to the stage. And my mother said, have you driven that kind of tractor before? He said, well, I'm from the country. How hard could it be? <laughs> and he drove this tractor. He got in it and not listening to my mother. He figured out how to crank it up and get it going. The problem is he didn't figure out how to stop it. And with all this fanfare and all of the media, he drove it up to the stage and the stage just tilted over with. <laughs> and the stage had to, had to jump on there and stop it. But <laughs> So pride is something that none of us are immune. I've seen the greatest people who handle their lives in humility The devil will look for opportunities to come in, to just puff you up. So even my son Joseph, he told me, he said that this is an area I know that I'll accomplish a lot in life. And I want to stay away from pride. So he asked me if I'd be his accountability partner. He said that I'm giving you the permission as my father that when you see me puffed up to come and just tap me on the shoulder and let me know that you see pride present there. And that's a good practice for all of us to get somebody you trust, give them permission to say, I'm not going to get on you. I'm not going to say you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to be mad at you. But to say whenever you see me and pride is snuck in, to come and let me know. And it allows us to look out for each other because the thing about pride, most of the prideful people that I know, they don't know it. And even if you try to talk around it, they'll just say, yeah, that's for somebody else. Yeah, the people are like that, but they don't recognize it. So you need an accountability partner, somebody that knows you before you get up to this high place. And that they can see the change and they can 
come to you and give them permission to really talk to you honestly. So we just thank Pastor for this message against this enemy that we all have to face in our lives. Amen. Well, with heads bowed at this time. And if there's anybody in this place, unless you even have heard the message for today, as you've seen the current events, I'm just going to ask you to just search your own hearts right now. Nobody knows what's in your heart but you and God. But as you shine the spotlight of of ego and the word upon your heart. And if you find traces as you think back places of pride that you want to just make sure that you squash right now after hearing this message we're going to just ask you to come and just lay it at the altar and even in the coming will be a knocking down of pride not going to ask you to do anything publicly but if you recognize something in your own heart specific area and you just want to lay it down at the altar right now then we'll open the floor right now And even as Joseph is done, I'm going to ask you to just kneel when you come. And kneeling does something to pride in and of itself. It's a posture of humility, a posture of bowing down. That's one thing about when pride takes over. You'll see the posture will change. Your chest will stick out. Your head will tilt up. So we just want to even attack it, even in the very posture right now. And as you kneel, just see that thing being left at the altar right now. See yourself laying it down. Just repent unto God for any pride that may have snuck in. Stretch your hands toward these as we just corporately pray over them. Lord, we just submit ourselves before your presence right now. We cast down every element of pride in our lives, oh Lord. We ask you to forgive us. And right now, we just declare thanks for everything that you've done in our lives oh Lord everything that we know you taught us oh Lord everything that we have you gave us oh Lord where we are you brought us oh Lord we declare oh Lord that it's not by our might not by our work not by our energy not by our intelligence oh Lord but by your favor by your grace oh Lord we declare we thank you Lord we lay down pride right now oh Father 
And we pray, oh Lord, that you'll sharpen our consciousness. That whenever we would try to sneak back in, oh Lord, we pray, oh Father, that by your spirit you'll tap us on the shoulder, oh Lord, for us to put it in check, oh Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for just this message today, oh Lord. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, oh Lord. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to internally adjust before there are external consequences that will demand pride be laid down. Thank you, Lord, for just who you are. Thank you for the example of your son, oh Lord, that could have been riding in a chariot with servants carrying it, but came in on a lowly donkey, oh Father. Thank you, Lord. For the humility that was demonstrated, oh Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled, At Your Highest Moment, Be Careful, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5951. That's 5951 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5951 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brother.